And I just like gave him one of these Ritalin pills and then he paid me like $5 for it and then we didn't really talk anymore. <laughs> and he, he was actually uglier in real life than he was on his profile. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Single Sounds. I'm your host, Katie Mack, and this is the only podcast that helps you listeners find a date. So the live show is in one week's time. There are still tickets available. So if you are a last minute kind of person, now is your chance to check your calendar, get it booked and get it in your diary. (laughs) I know those kind of people, you guys are the worst, but we'll get you there. We'll get you there. Also, I'm going to explain some more what the live matchmaking element of the show actually is. So Think of a cross between Take Me Out and Blind Date. Someone will be on stage behind my silhouette screen. You might have seen my snippets on Instagram and TikTok with that. And we're going to find out things about them. The audience is all stood up and will be given opportunities to sit down if they don't want to date the person, but stay standing if they do. Also, that kind of reminds me of the board game where you flick down the characters if you don't think it's them. Who's who? Why is that cool? Guess who? <laughs> so also cross between guess who? Um, so who knows actually how that's going to go? It's going to be very dependent on the evening. And I can't wait to see the results. But either way, it will be really entertaining and not something you want to miss out on. So get those tickets. This week's character is a Kiwi that has recently moved from Auckland to London. So she's willing to date within and outside of the city. If that means spending weekends in the countryside. She is mostly interested in women, but could be swayed if the right man came along. But it's safe to say all her exes have had nothing in common. She won't be staying out late with you, but will now meet with you without any transactions required. You'll get what I mean later in the episode. Okay, hello. Welcome to Single Sounds. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) Let's dive into your profile. Your who, what, where. So who are you sexually attracted to? Um, I would say mostly female at the moment, but if the right male came along, I could be swayed. Oh, okay. Interesting. (laughs) Double on both. Yeah. Keep your options open. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking to everyone. (laughs) And what are you looking for? Yeah, so I was having this conversation with my flight mates the other day and they said, would you ever date anyone shorter than you? And I was like, of course I'd date someone shorter than me, like height... It's not a big deal, but my flatmates were very much shocked that I would date someone shorter than me. Um, you so are yeah. quite short, though. Yeah, so, like, the chances are I'd be dating someone taller than me. So, yeah, it's probably not a biggie. But, yeah, <laughs> any height. Um, same with age. Like, I'm not going to ask someone how old, how old they are, mm. but if they seem, like, roughly my age, then I'll be happy. Are you looking for, like, a serious relationship? Yeah, I feel like I'm ready for a serious relationship. I feel like I'm getting a bit older, ready to maybe settle down, but also just open to meet new people, I guess. Yeah, that sounds good. I think you covered everything. And finally, where would you want to do? Um, so I'm living southwest at the moment, but I feel more into north, northeast. Okay. So could be keen to move at some point. <laughs> um, so I guess either of those corners of the city. Yeah. Could be open to dating someone outside of London if they lived in like a cute little town <laughs> and lived on a train line. Um, but yeah, just trying to keep my options open. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I like it. Like visiting somewhere that's easily connected to London would be fine. Yeah, like okay. getting to go to the countryside every yeah. weekend. I'd love that. Definitely depends where. If it's accessible by Clapham Junction Station, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to acceptance. So your first question is, what is your toxic trait? I think my toxic trait is that I will always go home early from events. <laughs> like I will be the first to leave anything. I will, yeah, I will leave a party at like 11 p.m. And it's kind of, it was kind of good back home where I'm from in New Zealand because all my friends knew that I would leave early. But now I'm here in London. I need to like reassert myself as the person who goes home early. Like, <laughs> yeah, you've got to like re-establish your boundaries with everyone. Yeah, exactly. And you know, people, you know, when you tell someone you're going home from a party early, they're always like, "No, stay out." Mm. Back home, my friends knew not to do that because when I want to go home, I want to go home. I'm tired. I need my sleep. <laughs> but here, yeah, I need to reassert that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to be like a yes woman. In general, you know, I've moved to a new place. I want to do new things. But nighttime for me is almost non-negotiable. I just want to go home. <laughs> no, it's fair. I'm, I'm quite similar, to be honest. Like, when I've decided that I'm going home, like, there's nothing that can really be done to change my mind. Yeah. And, you know, everyone says, like, nothing good happens after midnight or after 2 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. Those people keep going out till, like, 4 a.m. I don't mm-hmm. know what they think they're going to find. Um, <laughs> but, Yeah. I get my beauty sleep. A bad so. day the next day is what you find. Yeah, exactly. So if you <laughs> want to take me on a date, take me on a daytime date. Mm, yeah, true. <laughs> or like just a nice evening that ends at 11. Yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the same. I love my sleep. So I'm I'm very keen. To be fair, when I'm in the mood, like you can get me out till late, but I have to kind of pre-decide it. I'm not always the best at spontaneous Oh, I'm the opposite. Like, if I'm planning a night in advance, then I'm planning my early exit already. But if it's a spontaneous night out, it just feels so much more exciting. And then I'm like, yeah, what what could happen after 2am? Maybe you should stay out. (laughs) And obviously nothing good ever does happen, but the possibility is there. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Okay. Um, And what are your shower thoughts? So my shower thought, it's another thought I've had since moving to London recently. So I've moved from Auckland, smaller city, less going on. London, obviously, lots going on, very busy. Mm. My thought is, isn't life just so overstimulating? Like, there's so much going on all the time. There's so much to do. There's so much to look at. There's so many people around. And it really, like, wears me down sometimes. Mm. There's just, yeah, it, like, overstimulates my brain. And I just think... Are we really meant to be living like this? Yeah, I know what you mean. I think about that quite a lot. Yeah. I always think, like, how nice would it be just to be, like, a cave person? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or even just, like, a housewife in the 50s. Like, all I have to do is stay at home, do the laundry and cook dinner. Like, that honestly seems like a dream. (laughs) Like, obviously, I'm all here for women's rights and, you know, we should be allowed to work if we want to. Yeah, but (laughs) maybe some of us don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Can I afford to do that? No. Especially not as a single woman. <laughs> yeah. Can't leave the whole partner for that, yeah. Yeah. A rich partner too. Hello. Um, yeah, but sometimes I think I would just love to move to the countryside, live a very quiet lifestyle, um, or they'd probably get bored of that. 
Sometimes <laughs> I think, though, I would love to just be like a florist and just spend my whole day in a florist shop. Yeah, yeah. just make people flowers all day. Yeah, it just seems so calming. Yeah, therapeutic. I, I mean, to be a florist in a small town, that would be that would be the ultimate dream. Mm. Just very relaxing. But I mean, obviously, I moved to London for a reason. It's very fun. <laughs> yes. I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like London is very overstimulating in comparison to like, well, Auckland's still a city, but yeah, less intense. Yeah, there's not as much going on. Also, I feel like here, everything needs an app or like <laughs> an account. Like, I feel like I'm giving away my email address and making passwords like every day for all sorts <laughs> yeah. of shit. That's really funny. <laughs> Even at work, right? We work together. Mm. We need an app to order lunch. We need an app yeah. to book a desk. We need an app to open our locker. locker. And then not to mention Outlook, Teams, <laughs> Authenticator app to authenticate our Outlook and Teams accounts. No, you're right. Our work is like saturated with apps. Yeah. Like, app to open the locker is extreme. Yeah. And app to order lunch is extreme. Like that's only a COVID thing. Is it? Yeah, both of those things. And I feel like it worked just fine <laughs> pre both of those apps. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like the I just locker had a key thing. for my locker, like a, like a standard locker. Yeah. And you still need your swipe card to open the lockers. You need an yeah. app and a locker. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just too much. It is crazy. Okay, <laughs> cool. Let's move on to adventure. First one, what is your worst dating story? So this was my first ever Tinder date. So I'd just gotten Tinder. I think I was like still in high school. And I'd been chatting to a guy for a while, but like I was young, I was nervous. We didn't make any like immediate plans to meet up. And he was like kind of ugly in his photos. But, you know, you always think like men don't photograph very well. So I always thought a man on a Tinder profile probably looks worse than he would in real life. Whereas women, I think, photograph better. So maybe yeah. a little bit less good looking in real life. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I was so nervous to ever meet up with this man and, you know, none of us really made the first move. But then we got talking about Ritalin. Do you guys have Ritalin here? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's like an ADHD drug. It's like Adderall. Oh, Adderall. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, to be fair, maybe we do and I just don't know its name. I feel like yeah. Adderall is like American. I'm thinking yeah. I feel like I've heard that in like movies. Yeah. So yeah, Ritalin, like similar to Adderall, it's like a pretty popular recreational drug in New Zealand. <laughs> Obviously still illegal to do recreationally, but it's prescription. And like, I don't know, I had some and he talked about enjoying it. And I was like, we should meet up and I can sell you some of my Ritalin that I just happened to have. Um, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that'd be great. And I was like, sweet, perfect chance to meet this man. And we just met like in a random department store. And I just like gave him one of these Ritalin pills and then he paid me like $5 for it. And then we didn't really talk anymore. <laughs> and, he, and he was actually uglier in real life than he was on his profile. And then, and then we left and that was it. And we never spoke again. And like, in hindsight, I probably wanted to keep that Ritalin pill. But anyway, I just wanted an excuse <laughs> to meet this man. 
Um, and that didn't go any further. So, yeah. <laughs> you actually just drug dealt someone on Tinder. Yeah, just to meet them because I was too nervous to just go on a normal date. Um, but, you know, that was a long time ago. I like to think now I would take a more mature approach to dating. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go on a date. I don't need to sell you drugs to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he thought. If he was thinking, like, I'm just going to go pick up or I'm I'm going to see how it goes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he was with a few of his friends, like, in this department oh. store. And then he left them to, like, come meet me in another section of the department store. <laughs> and then he just went back to his friends and he got some riddling out of it. So Yeah, maybe he was like, oh, I just met some girl. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, if I were him, I'd be pretty embarrassed to tell my friends about that. I mean, I was embarrassed to tell my friends what I did. <laughs> <laughs> next question of adventure is what is the biggest risk you've ever taken this is a bit of a cliche answer but i think moving to london is the biggest risk i've taken and it's obviously a path well trodden a lot of people move from new zealand and australia to london mm. but i don't think that necessarily makes it any easier just because everyone else does it um yeah not at all i think like it's a big move whatever yeah and is so far. It's literally like the furthest you could get. It is literally the other side of the world, but then it's weirdly actually quite similar once you get here. Do you think? Um, yeah, like for the other side of the world, that's mm. pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> and like there are a lot of other Kiwis here, I guess, and I do have quite a few other friends here, which is good. But... Were they already here when you moved? Yeah, and more are coming. It's like oh, nice, <laughs> a big yeah. onslaught. It's a thing to do. But yeah, before I decided to move well, I kind of thought I want to move to London and then I like you know started to look into it and then I was like wait do I just want to move to London because everyone else moves to London am I just being a cliche but then I actually looked into it and I was like yeah no London's definitely the place to go um but yeah it's it hasn't been too hard but I guess it's just a big decision mm. And you never really know what it's actually going to be like until you get here. Agreed. I think that about like every job and every like big move. Yeah. I feel like you don't know until you're in it properly. Yeah. And then you're like, is this the best thing for me? Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> until I'm there. <laughs> yeah. You can do all the research you want, but you just have no idea. And I'd spent one day in London like years ago before I moved. And I remember hating it at the time. Like I just remember thinking all the buildings are grey, the sky is grey. Like, it's too built up for me. That's fair. It's quite grey. <laughs> it is quite grey, but, like, who cares what colour the city is? That's not what makes a good life. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to kind of overlook that when I decided to move over this time. I think and... this sky being grey is a big thing for me. Like, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was blue a lot more. Yeah, but at least you can just fly to Spain and enjoy the sun there. Yeah, I feel like I don't take advantage of Europe as much as people who come from other places yeah and they're like popping off to europe every weekend i'm always like why don't i do that yeah but to be fair like you know people say oh it's only a two-hour flight to spain or whatever but you know it takes so long to get to the airport chicken it's like an hour always to get there and then like you said you gotta wait for like two hours yeah and suddenly it's a whole day affair and if you're just going for a weekend you do not get enough time yeah and it's like at the other end, you've got to like sort everything out. Yeah, it's a hard life. It's a big ordeal. <laughs> First of all, problems. <laughs> Moving on to affection section. Mm-hmm. 
this is where your affections lie or don't lie. And you've picked what are you weirdly attracted to? Okay, so I've taken a bit of liberty with this question. And I think I weirdly just don't really know what I'm attracted to. Okay. Um, you know, I'm 26. You think I would have figured it out by now. But when I think back on people that I've ever been interested in, they all have nothing in common. <laughs> like, yeah, anything could do it for me. <laughs> but not everything. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I usually find the people I end up attracted to are people that I've gotten to know quite well. So for example, I always end up with work crushes because you know you kind of get to know people at work relatively <laughs> well and it's people I would never think I'd be interested in. And then I'm suddenly like, oh, I could be into you mm. just because I've gotten to know them relatively well. Yeah. So like I'm never really one to have like a one night stand or anything because I don't know, I, I don't know the person. I don't know what they're actually like. So I don't know if I can be attracted to them. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm weirdly unsure about what I'm attracted to and it just depends. <laughs> When I get to know them. <laughs> yeah, if I guess there's a good spin on the question. <laughs> I think it's good, you know, keeping my options open once again. Yeah. What's like a weird thing that you have been attracted to in the past? I think I've had some like fairly substantial crushes on like really close friends. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because we are really close friends. <laughs> yeah. And like, so we just don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's not even anything particular that I see in them. I just think like, they're, they're good friends. They're a great person. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, and I was reading A Little Life recently. Have you read that no, book? No, I've not read that. It's, yeah, one of the characters just said in the book, like, I don't know, he had a thought about how he always feels mildly attracted to his friends. And I was like, thank you, because that's how <laughs> I often feel. And I thought it was really fucking weird. But obviously, um, a fictional character agrees with me. Other people <laughs> must agree with me as well, right? No, I think it makes sense. Like, a lot of good relationships stem from friendships, so... Yeah. Yeah. I hope not too many of my friends listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, I knew she had a crush on me. Yeah, they'll be riding in, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not all the friends, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to move on to your bestie rec. This is your close friend's recommendation. Alrighty. Why someone should date you. Okay. How are you feeling for this one? Yeah, pretty pretty nervous, but yeah. I feel reasonably confident that she's got good things to say. <laughs> Firstly, she's funny, silly, intelligent, kind, a great gift giver, and has a great caboose to boot. I had the pleasure of dating her back in the day, which I know might sound strange, but we're still great friends. The fact we've maintained a friendship shows her noticeable lack of being crazy and her gobsmackingly secure attachment style. She's emotionally intelligent and very successful at her job. She's the best listener I've ever met. I learned very quickly that she seems cynical, but she's really just a big optimist. Also, she's about five foot zero something, so makes a great stool to lean on when you're walking around town. You're highly likely to get lost in her big, beautiful hazel eyes, but the trade-off is you will have to listen to her for hours and hours talking about public transport and her one true love, her e-bike. She likes the finer things in life, but is also very down-to-earth and likes adventures, but top tip, she's terrible at karaoke. She will wine and dine you, and you know what? I'll let you two figure out the rest. <laughs> That's cute. I love her accent. It's a really strong accent. I think she's, she's putting on a bit of an accent <laughs> She doesn't really normally sound like that. Yeah, no, that was that was really nice. Yeah, I'll talk about my e-bike for days. I miss her. I had to leave her back home in New Zealand. 
Do you, you don't have an e-bike here though? I'm guessing. No. Yeah, that was you something. Left it I, at home. <laughs> yeah, I really had to um, think hard about that one, but. Yeah, I'm going to give the um, rental bikes a go before I make any big decisions. <laughs> but the public transport here really does it for me, so I'm happy with that in the meantime. Yeah, no fair. <laughs> it is good public transport. Or your karaoke, your shit at karaoke. Yeah, but you don't go to karaoke to sing well. you got to have a good time, right? Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter how good of a singer you are. I agree. If anything, the worse, the better. Yeah. <laughs> like my cousin's terrible and we all love we like make her go on every time we're like yeah Come exactly on. <laughs> your turn yeah it's about entertainment value <laughs> yeah. um yeah no she's very good at karaoke so i think she's just showing off about that uh, uh, so yeah i'll give it she one. just thinks you're terrible yeah yeah <laughs> she said i'm um cynical oh yeah but then actually an optimist and that's interesting because i was gonna say for one of my answers for one of the questions that I think I'm quite cynical and that I need to see the bright side of things more. Interesting. But then she said that I am actually a deep down optimist, so <laughs> no. <laughs> Good to know about myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. So you think you are a bit cynical as well? Yeah, I find myself just like storming around, like getting annoyed at like people being in the way of me and like, you know, things could be so much better and I'm annoyed and I'm pissed off. Um, and I don't think that's obviously a very good attitude to have. So sometimes I think I just need to relax and just yeah. enjoy being here. Like I do love my life and <laughs> I love what I do. And yeah, I shouldn't be so cynical about things. No, I, I do understand that though. I do feel like it comes part and part with that overwhelming, like overstimulation yeah. stuff you talked about earlier. Like I think it's so easy to get bogged down in stuff going wrong. That it's hard to see the big picture of like, oh, I'm actually so lucky. I live like where I want to live. I have a nice job. I have friends. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you lose sight of the important things sometimes when you're bogged down in the <laughs> the overwhelming <laughs> aspect of my app is broken, so I can't order lunch. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I can't open my locker because my stupid app's not working. Like, <laughs> and they're just like micro annoyances that we've almost put on ourselves that would never have happened like so many years ago I mean maybe we'd have got annoyed about other stuff but I feel like we were also much better occupying our time before phones like smartphones yeah people could just sit and like paint draw read a book you know yeah but like why is that necessarily more valuable than just spending time on a phone like on a phone you're reading things you're probably like you might be learning a lot of things why is that better or like worse than painting a flower, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I think more it's like on your phone, like doing those like or research or reading or whatever is like still a bit stressful. It's not yeah. relaxing. Whereas I feel like when you're reading or drawing, whatever, that's all you're focusing on and it's not overwhelming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like if you're on your phone, a notification can pop up and like ruin your whole day. Yeah. Whereas that would never happen when you're painting a flower. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> like, okay, you might fuck up the flower, but then, like, that's the <laughs> worst thing that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I feel like we give ourselves so many like mini panic attacks throughout the day with like all this technology and it's just so not needed and it's like first world problems the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Final section, the wrap up. You're going to give a short summary as to why someone should date you? Yeah. So, you know, as you've probably heard, I don't really know exactly what I'm looking for, what I'm particularly interested in. So I'd like to think I'm pretty easygoing and open to meeting anyone. So, yeah, I think that's a good reason to give me a go. 
and I'm new to the city and I'm open to trying new things, um, just not after midnight, but yeah. <laughs> Got a time curfew on it. Yeah. Can't promise that you'll give them any pills though. Yeah, no, I think that's no part of my life pills. behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll meet you for the sake of meeting you, not just to sell you pills now. <laughs> I love it. Okay, thanks so much for coming. No, thanks for having me. So if staying out late isn't for you either and you think you could give this Kiwi a go, contact the podcast on Instagram at Single Sounds to get her details. Also, the 12pm finish of your date aligns so nicely with the live show finishing at that time. So you could have your first date next week. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening as always and for your support. And I'll see you back here next Tuesday or in person on Wednesday. Woo!